Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Good morning, Deb. Good morning, Liz. Well, 2021 is off to an incredible start, don't it you think? It really is. <laughs> it's an unbelievable start. I don't even know. I have no words. <laughs> I mean, I, I do have words. Yeah. But we know yeah. what might come out of my mouth if I were to say <laughs> the words that I actually Well, again, <laughs> you are the queen of potty mouth. I know. Um, oh. Yeah, so yesterday, let's just talk a little bit about yesterday. And let's see if we can do something to heal our own hearts. Yeah, I think that would um, be really... Maybe heal the hearts of others. Mm -hmm. um, I, I recognize right off the bat that... I might say, you might say, something that incites another person or angers another person, but it's not intentional. Right. It really isn't. Um, and, I, and I think we all need to stop and just breathe and say, how sensitive am I to what's being said? Yeah. And is it about me? And if it's not, maybe we all need to practice letting it go. Yeah. I yeah. Think. So we're talking about yesterday was January 6th. Mm -hmm. It was the day that they um, ratified the votes mm -hmm. for Biden. And it's official. He will be president of the United States on January the 20th. But we saw some insane images coming out of our capital. We, we really did. Un unprecedented yeah. Uh, and that word has been used so much that it almost doesn't even seem like a word anymore. It doesn't hold weight. It, it doesn't. Like, yeah. yeah. But um, that that is the, the, the word. And um, I don't know. You know, I, I started the day yesterday like I would normally with my normal things I do and went out and did a few things. Of course, masked up and all that because I really take that seriously. Right. And uh, came home, and my husband had the TV on, and I sat down, and I, I, my in an instant, my world was rocked. Right, as I'm sure many folks was. A lot of people talk about yesterday, kind of the way that they do some of the other um, uh, incredible days in our history: uh, 9/11, mm -hmm. um, JFK's assassination. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember even sitting and watching as the uh, Boston bombing unfolded at the Boston Marathon. So those are all days when I remember, I mean, I don't remember Kennedy's assassination. I was just a baby. Yeah, me too. But I remember every second of 9-11. Yeah, me too. You know, exactly as, as things were unfolding. And, of course, most of us saw that second plane hit mm -hmm. um, yeah. live. Live. Mm -hmm. And then the Boston bombing, same thing, as we just kind of watched as it unfolded. And and um, it was just like you, you couldn't believe that well, this was happening. I mean, there's so many Hollywood films that depict these kinds of scenarios and it, you almost, in a way, because there's this screen there, you're watching it through the TV, 
there's a desensitizing that, you know, it's like, this is surreal. This is a movie. This isn't really happening, you know, and it really is happening. This is real in real time. I, I don't know. It's. And what I was completely, um, you know, one of the stats that completely just kind of shocked me, actually, was that this is the first time since 1814 that the Capitol has been breached mm-hmm. and stormed. I think I heard that, too. 1814. Right. And the people who did that then were the British soldiers. So they were... if enemies if you will yeah. they were they were soldiers who were not there to do good for yeah. america yeah yeah and and yet we have our american citizens storming the capitol um smashing windows breaching doors hurting people hurting people four people lost their lives yesterday yeah. that did not need to lose their lives no. Um, and, and it was just devastating. It was devastating. I, I wept for a good portion of the afternoon yesterday and I had to work. (laughs) So I like somehow had to pull my, you know what, together to be able to, you know, I'll say be a grown up and, and, and be a teacher. And, um, it was hard. I had a hard, I had a hard afternoon yesterday trying to get through all that because I wanted to be stuck to the TV. I wanted to be, you know, but I couldn't, I had to go to work. And so I had to like, just in that moment like that, stop crying. And, you know, it was very distracting and very, very odd, very disjointed day. And then when I could finally like settle in, you know, we watched the news for a couple more hours and it just, just the, the gravity of it just really sank into my soul of, wow, our nation is really in trouble. Really? We really, really are hurting. We really have some issues that I don't know how it's going to be healed. The only thing I do know is that I can only be responsible for me and I can only be responsible for my responses and how I'm going to react and what I'm going to do. And I can't control anything else but that. So I'm going to do my best to try not to take it so personally. I think it, I took it personally yesterday somehow. I don't exactly know what that was about. I'm still, I've been journaling about that. Why did that upset me so much yesterday? Really upset me. So, well, I was the same way. I was just just laying on the couch and I was just sobbing. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, there was a, um, there was a board meeting in uh, the state capital in Idaho, which is in Boise, the state capital is in Boise. And so they were doing a live uh, meeting, you know, the board, mm-hmm. or uh, I, I don't even, I, it obviously was at the state capital, so I'm not exactly sure who everybody was in the meeting because I don't live in Boise, Idaho. But what I do know is that my daughter lives there mm-hmm. and um, it actually made the national news, this particular situation, where one of the women who was in a meeting there mm-hmm. all of a sudden comes on the screen and just is crying and says, I have to go home because picketers and rioters are outside my home and my children are there alone oh, and God. I need to get to my kids. 
and she's crying. And the reason that they're there was because they didn't want uh, the, the leaders of Idaho to mandate masks. So because of this anti-mask thing, this woman is sobbing and saying, I've got to go home to my kids. And so that played on national news. Mm-hmm. My daughter then told me the story as well. But wow. I, I'm like, what is, you know, here's the thing, 9-11. 9-11 was horrible. Oh. It was devastating. And in so many ways, it changed our country forever. Well, it pulled us together. Well, that's the interesting thing, uh-huh. is that it pulls us together in a way that I have not I had not seen before, and I certainly have not seen since. Mm-hmm. But I remember going to church on uh, September the 12th and going to a neighborhood church, and, and it happened to be the church that we attended at the time, but it was full of people from the neighborhood who just came to be together. Wow. It was not a religious service. It was just a time to pray, hold hands, and love on each other. That's all it was for. Wow. It, there was no preaching. There was no, you know. It was just a gathering. It was just a like gathering. Like a community gathering. Yeah. And churches all over the city did that on 9-11. They came together. Obviously, we can't do that right now because of the pandemic. But after 9-11, what changed? A lot of things changed. For one, we now have to go through x-rays. Sometimes we're patted down. We have Mm -hmm. to take off our shoes just to fly. Right. And yet, we're not complaining about that. No. And here we are complaining about masks. Right. That's a good point, Liz. And so I saw all those people yesterday many of them were maskless. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, first of all, they kept saying, this is the people's house. We have a right to go into this house because it's the people's house. And then they began to smash windows and breach doors. And I thought, is this how you treat your home? Right. Is this how you treat the home of your friends? Because I don't think I need you as my friend if, if you're if you're gonna trash my house. If you're gonna trash my house. Yeah. And just the lack of respect of I I, I don't have a lot of I, I feel like I don't have a lot to add. I just I still feel like I don't have the words to even describe exactly how I feel about it all. You right. know you know? Right. But you're right. I mean who does that? Who smashes someone's house? An enemy does. Right. You know? An enemy. Mm-hmm. And up until the last few years, how have you handled, you personally, how have you handled disagreeing with people about politics or religion? How have you handled that? <laughs> well, I pretty much know the people that I disagree with. Yeah. And, you know, kind of like what I was saying earlier, I've sort of made the decision that I'm I'm... There are people that I love that I know I disagree with. Right. So so we can have some boundaries about what we're going to discuss when we're around. If we want to keep our friendship, if our friendship is important to both of us, then how are we going to set boundaries about what we're going to talk about so that we don't get in big fights? 
So have you noticed that those boundaries have had to be more, um, you know, more bold yes. and, and, and more strongly stated I in think, the last few years? Yes, because I think in the past they've been sort of, it's just a, an assumption that we're not going to talk about this or that. But now I've had to say, you know, we're not going to talk about these things. Right. And if we are, then I'm out. Because I'm not going to go there with you. I love you. You've been my friend for 30 years. But I, I'm not going to go there with you. Because I already know I disagree. And I had a phone call this morning of a, from a person that I, I know I, I love dearly. And I have a very deep relationship with this person. But I know that we <laughs> totally disagree. disagree. So this, this person called. And before I even said hello, I said... We're not going to talk about it. I'm not talking about it with you. Of course, we did talk about it. But, yeah. <laughs> but that kind of, you know, leveled the playing field, I'll say, because we were able to talk about it. Uh -huh. And I said some things and this person said some things. And we said, I love you and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. And I know that one of the things that this person said is one of the things that has been said to me as well. And that is that the people who were calling the, causing the insurrection yesterday were not actually supporters of the president, but rather they were, you know, people Black from Lives Black Lives Matter. In disguise. Or Antifa. And, you know, I just, can I just say a little thing about Antifa at this point? Please do. <laughs> Antifa is not a group. There is no leader right. of Antifa. What Antifa means is anti-fascist. Mm -hmm. And up until recently, I was under the impression that America was an anti-fascist country. I've always been <laughs> under that impression. We have gone to war to fight against fascist dictators. Yes. We have all come together rejoicing when a fascist dictator was taken, is, down. was taken down and was taken out. We have celebrated the Navy SEALs who have gone in and taken out the people who have come to destroy us, right? right? This has been the country that we grew up in. I grew up in an era, as did you, we're the same age, you know, where people talked about the Cold War and mm -hmm. talked about the threats of communism. Mm -hmm. And fascism has always been something that we've stood against. Yeah. We, we don't want to have a president who's a dictator. Absolutely not. We don't want to work in an environment where our boss is a dictator. We have fought against dictatorships. And yet, for some reason, we have made the phrase Antifa uh, a, a sin or something that you should right. you know, not want. And I say that Antifa or anti-fascism should be our fallback. It should be what all Americans are kind of rooting for, mm -hmm. is anti-fascism. And the fact that it has been taken over as this negative term is really, really frustrating for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that, you know, earlier in the year when George Floyd was was shamelessly murdered mm -hmm. um, and there were all the rioting and, you know, in, in Washington state and different places right. in the country. And it was, you know, 
blamed on Antifa groups being, you know, militant and violent and blah, blah, blah. Well, people are mad. Right. People are mad. I don't condone any of that stuff. It's, Absolutely not. You know, none of it. On either side, none of it. Yeah. But at the same time, we have to be able to try to understand what people are so mad about. Even if, even if we, I mean, I think I sat there yesterday going, why... Why are we so mad? Yeah. What? Why are we so pissed off, Liz? Tell me why. Well, I mean, <laughs> there, sadly, I mean, we've had this—you know—we've had this convergence of many yeah. uh, sad and dark things happen in the last few years, and and the pandemic, of course, has been kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. So now you have all these people who are out of work mm-hmm. or. Or, or maybe just temporarily, you know, or permanently out of work, one or, or, or both. Yeah. And so now you have a lot of people with a lot of time on their hands. Too much time. Too much time on their hands. So I think that that's part of it. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I also think that we have created for ourselves, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, we've created silos where you can kind of retreat into mm-hmm. these um, echo chambers. Yeah. Where you're just listening to people that agree with you, and you're not, and you're not, and you're in a little bubble. Yeah, you're in a little silo bubble. And bubbles are dangerous. They because are. Because I think that everything bounces off, and then it comes back to you even bigger than it mm-hmm. than it was when it came out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And so all of these people are just saying these things. You're like, yeah, yeah. And I mean, if I spent every day with somebody who uh, hated chocolate. I bet by the end of a few weeks, I would hate chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Because I would be listening to all... All the, all the reasons why you should hate it. <laughs> all the reasons why <laughs> except, I hate it. Except for the one, it tastes really good. So, <laughs> But there's all these other reasons why you should hate it. I know, and there are a lot it. of reasons why maybe chocolate isn't so good for you. But, you know, I, I bet that I could easily be influenced. And I, I'm... A thousand miles from perfect. I'm a billion miles from perfect. Me too. But I try to surround myself with people with differing opinions and views and likes. Yeah, I and do all too. That. I really, really, really try to listen yeah. and to try to understand other other ways of looking at things. You know, even with this person this morning, I like. I I don't I don't know where the there's a it seems like there's a fine line that ha- that happens in us where we get our opinion like you know all there's a, you're hearing all this stuff and then something happens and and boom now that's the way you're gonna go you know what I'm saying right. so like on on the, the different news channels and stuff you know yesterday I was like well we watch this particular news what is this one saying you know are the people are we all seeing are we all seeing this right that's what i wanted to know right are we all seeing this are we all witnessing this or are some news programs not showing this and i'm going to have a conversation with someone they're going to go what are you talking about i don't know what happened yesterday right because that has happened i know that has happened where people didn't know that something had clearly gone on because right. the news source they watch didn't cover it didn't cover it and yeah. it's like wow yeah so did you flip did you go to another station i did okay. and and pretty much it's showing the same thing they were yeah they're okay i mean yeah 
I mean, how could you not? How could you not? You know, That's this what is I, something yeah. that affects our entire country. Yeah. So how could you not? Yeah. I think one of the things that you were asking why, you know, you were crying and what was what was causing you to weep so much. You know, one of the, the things that I was weeping for was, see, even just saying it just makes me Cry. kind of get weepy, is I was weepy for the, for the people who live in Georgia. Yeah. Because... Here they are trying to go to the polls right. and to, you know, cast votes in an election for a runoff uh, for people that are going to represent them. Right. And, you know, obviously the Democrats are rejoicing because in the end it's the two Democrats that that um, rose, you know, the cream of yeah. the crop, that yeah. rose, the, they had the most votes. But here's the deal is that we had a president who for, for good or bad, had been saying for months, or for weeks anyway, mm-hmm. that the election in Georgia was corrupt. Right. That the vote counting was corrupt. Right. We heard the tapes of him talking, you know, to the officials in Georgia, asking um, for, you know, the numbers to be cha- cha- challenged or to be changed. Right. And so... Those voters, why would they have gone to the polls if it was if if their votes weren't going to matter? Right. If the votes weren't going to be counted, so I felt so badly for them. Yeah, I could to be told that hey, you can't trust your electors. You can't trust this election. You can't trust the people who are counting your votes. Well, basically, we're being told that everywhere. All the people, Republicans, Democrats, anyone involved in the election, everyone's corrupt. Right. Basically, that's the message, is that every single person who's in any voting capacity helping with it, they're all liars and they're all corrupt and the whole system... So think about that. Think about the hundreds of volunteers. Everyone's corrupt. Right. That That's the message that I heard this morning in talking to this person, that... And I said that. I said, so are you saying that every single person in every voting uh, location across this country is a liar and corrupt and part of some global scheme? Conspiracy. Conspiracy. All the, that's millions of people. Right. And he's, well, yeah. What? So, so why are we willing to believe that? Why I don't are know. we willing to believe that we're going into our Piggly Wiggly and standing next to somebody who is a liar and is corrupt and is trying is fighting against our country? Well, why do I even want that inside of my head? Why do I want to believe well, that about I mean, the people in, that I'm spending my day with? In that case, let's just not trust anybody ever. Right. Let's just find some property and plant a garden and never interact with anybody because everybody is, I just, I'm not going to live like that. Well, we uh-uh. know of a few cults that have made those kinds of decisions. Yes, they have. And they haven't ended well. No, they haven't. You know, they really haven't ended no, well. they have not. So when we start <sighs> living in that place where everybody is corrupt. Yeah. Everybody is against us. 
Um, when we start turning to YouTube for our facts, as opposed to legitimate news agencies, which and even even the legitimate news agencies, I that's, mean, that's what I was going to say. You yeah. know, we have to be suspect mm -hmm. or cautious. And I think the best way we talked about this when we did the when we talked about truth, but it seems like the best way to kind of uh, compensate for that is to get our news from many different sources. Yeah. So that we can kind of, you know, compare, compare and, and contrast and see, did so-and-so really say that? Well, this, you know, see if the things are, are, are at least congruent yeah. sort of. So we can verify, we can compare and then verify. We can, there are ways to do it. Yeah. I, you know, the, the next two weeks I think are going to be. I know for me, I already feel unsettled, you know, too. like what else is going to happen? You know, is it going to be the, I, I, I always said after the election, you know, in November, it feels like the calm before the storm. And well, then there was this big storm yeah. yesterday and now, it, you know, it's died back down. But, you know, I think, well, are they going to go plan something else? What else is going to happen? Right. You know, I don't. It's scary. It really is. It's really, really scary. It really and, is. And, you know, I, I mean, again, I don't want to live my life in fear, you know, and I, I'm not going to do that. At the same time, I don't want to be dumb and just, you know, yeah. hody do through life and not think about anything. But I don't want to be afraid and I don't want to live in fear and I don't want to be sad and... You know, I can only control my responses. And, you know, I mean, yesterday I was like in my mind, you know, all the things I would want to post on Facebook. But I was like, no, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Because it'll just, I don't, I don't need to be in a, I don't. In a circular to... debate. No. Yeah. And I, I wasn't as good as you. I, I definitely posted a few things. And, you know, for the most part, I didn't get, I, I tried to. To stay, I tried to just put in facts. Yeah. You know, like, you know, this is what I'm seeing yeah. or, yeah. you know, whatever. And I think I saw your posts. And, and for the I didn't really see anything yesterday with the exception of one thing that that was going to cause some kind of a fight or argument or whatever on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know. Maybe the people that I don't necessarily agree with are no longer on there. They're on the other, those other sites. I know. <laughs> Which I'm not even going to go because I don't want to go to a silo. Yeah. I just, I don't want to be in a silo. Yeah. And I, I have kept, you know, I have worked really hard to not unfriend friends on Facebook with whom I disagree. Um, I've been unfriended. Um, I have blocked people that are cruel. Mm -hmm. um, but I try to have many and varied opinions well, because I don't want to be siloed. I think, I think Liz, you know, I, I've told you this before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but um, I respect you because you are vocal and you do say what you think. <laughs> and I, I sometimes feel like I, I can't because I'm a business owner and be, right. you know, I sometimes feel like I can't be outspoken about things I would want to be yeah. you know and so I then you know I I'll write it in my journal instead right. <laughs> because I can't 
things that I would want to say could could potentially alienate, especially some of my religious, more religious friends. Right. You know, could potentially be a problem, right. and and I don't and I don't want to do that. You know, yeah. I don't. And I because I am a business owner, and I I I just want to stay like Switzerland. <laughs> I'll just no, I totally understand, and and that's where some of my weepiness also comes mm-hmm. in is the whole religious aspect of it. But that's the worst part for me, quite honestly. I see those people out there and they have the Jesus flags and the, the there was a big white flag with a blue cross and yeah. and then another big fish, Jesus fish and I'm like, right. You guys have it so wrong. I just I don't and that yeah, it just it right. And it and and that's you know just like you were talking about whether or not you were seeing the same footage on all the news channels i asked the same question about the bible and how how can we open up this book and come up with so many different interpretations yeah, as to what it means and when we see, I mean, I think Jesus, especially in the New Testament, was very, very clear about his expectations and about what he was hoping to model for us. Mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like he was really clear. Yeah, I do too. And I like to seems, hold... Seems like a no-brainer, people. <laughs> it really does. And I try to hold that up all the time as a... Um, you know, as a light uh, as to, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm doing and what I'm saying. And again, like I said, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not perfect yeah. at all. We're all flawed. Everybody is. We yeah. all see life through our own hurts and pains and whatever. Yeah. I heard a podcaster, um, and he, this is a friend, a mutual, well, he's not a friend of mine, but he seems to be a friend of yours, and I'm a little bit jealous. Because hmm. um, <laughs> I want him to be my friend, too. Um <laughs> Uh, and I know that he's a friend of my, an old boyfriend of mine as well. So mm. I, maybe I have an in with him. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I was listening to his podcast and he talked about, on the podcast, um, about having had gastric bypass surgery. And he said that he was a pastor and he got up and stood in front of the church and talked to people about, you know, about how to... Uh, fight against your sinful nature, right? Mm-hmm. And yet here he was, 340 pounds, and standing before the church, obviously struggling with the sin of gluttony. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are his words that he said. And he said, never once did a single person ever come up to him and say, hey, I see that you're struggling with this sin. Uh, maybe you should ask for repentance. Never once did anybody say anything to him. And as, you know, after he had gastric bypass and he's taken a little bit better care of himself, Mm -hmm. he now looks back and is so grateful that those people didn't, like, you know, hit him when he was down. Right. Because here he knew that he was struggling with this. Right. And so the fact that any of us would beat somebody up over perceived sin Mm -hmm. and say, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. We're going to stand against, you know, homosexuality. We're going to stand against, um, 
gluttony. We're going to stand against. We're, we're just going to stand against these groups of people because they're doing something we don't like. How many times have I heard women who get an abortion are called murderers? Yeah, I've I mean, heard it many times. Multiple times. And yet every one of us are dealing with something. You know, why should we beat each other up over those kinds of um, that is know. that is a question that I will ask till the day I die. You right. know, I don't I don't get it. I I don't know why the church is so mean and judgmental to their own people. Their own. And that's what I saw yesterday. Mm-hmm. I saw people marching against their fellow Americans. I saw people um, trying to desecrate a legal election. Mm-hmm. One of the things that separates us from any other country is these free and, um, you know, uh, fair and elections. safe. And safe <laughs> elections. <laughs> yeah. And to be, you know, it's amazing how we've been able to have these elections for hundreds of years with no with, conflict. Right. And all of a sudden there's corruption right. from everyone. Well, don't you think it's kind of amazing that the 25th Amendment hasn't ever been exercised and we're talking about it? We're talking about it. That blows my mind. It does blow my mind. Absolutely. That, that blows my mind. And if that happens what potentially could happen. Right. You know, I mean, there's that. Yeah. If they pull him out of office, are is the mob going to go crazier? That scares me. I'll just say it. That just scares the bejeebies, the bejesus out of me. <laughs> <laughs> it just does. Well, it scares me too. And, uh, you know, in, in one of the podcasts we talked about, you know, the woman who has made such outlandish um, false accusations against me. And one of the things that I question about the, the people who surround her is why have they not intervened? Yeah. Why have they not gathered yeah. around yeah, why? her and said, you know, what you're doing to these people, these accusations that you're making are not right. And maybe you should go talk to somebody. Maybe you need to. Yeah, how, how, how come? Because obviously that it's some mental deficiency that has caused her to. To go there. Outlandish, you know. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I feel about um, President Trump at this point is um, how hard. Are the people around him trying yeah. to uh, come alongside of him and get him the help he needs? And you keep hearing that I his know. family is trying to talk to him. And, and I guess that they've spent all of these years, as long as they've been alive, just kind of knowing how to soft-footed around him, you know? So did you watch last night the, the different people speaking? Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought that there were some incredible speeches, and I, and I know that a lot of the comments were, yeah, it wasn't it was incredible, but a little bit you know too little too late kinds of comments. And I there's truth in that. There's definitely some truth in that. But I really did feel like, um, I really did feel like some of them were sincere. 
And the veil has been lifted. And the veil has been lifted. I really did. Yeah. That was the sense. And I did, and I, and I think the people who were saying little too little too late, I, I see that truth too. I really do. But I also, I, I believe, if I'm going to believe that people can change, that I can change and that you can change, if I'm yeah. going to believe that, then I got to believe that about everybody. Right. You know, right. I got to believe that about the the congressmen and women that have been supporting him that last night on on broadcast TV said things that were it said that they're no longer going to stand that for that they're this. no longer going to mm-hmm. stand for this and i have to believe that those people are sincere right and that they're even if it's too late that people people can change Absolutely. People can. And I'm sorry. And if that's idealistic and that'll make me cry. Ugh. Yeah. But if if I am, if I'm too idealistic, then I am. But I do believe that love and people can change and that this is not going to be how this ends. No, it's, it's not. just not. And if they don't, if people don't change. You know what? There is nothing wrong with continuing to love them right where they are. That's true. Just like that podcaster who, you know, never got chastised for being overweight. Those people loved him right where he was and accepted him right where he was. Yeah. And they might have been concerned for his health or they might have been concerned for his salvation, but they didn't go to him and tell him that he was a bad individual because of it. Right. You know, they just loved him right where he is. Right. And I am not... Have I stood in judgment of people before? Absolutely. Because I'm human. Have I changed? Yeah. I politically and religiously was someplace else 20 yeah, years I, ago. I have changed too, Liz. But it's my journey that has taken me to this other place. Right. And I am not going to deny anybody else their journey. Absolutely not. It's their journey. Yeah. And who am I to say what someone is or isn't going to learn on the way? You know, right. and, and so I did. I, I again, I was watching that last night and I was weeping with another set of emotions, listening to different people speak and yeah. speak out finally. Right. And, and shockingly. Shockingly. I mean, I was like, yeah. wow, uh, I, I cannot believe that I'm hearing these words. I was too. Yeah. I was too. And so, like you just said, I think the veil has been lifted. I think, I think... If we're honest, so many of us don't exactly know what to feel or are filled with all different kinds of emotions in the last 24 hours of angry to scared to, you know, just all kinds of different human feelings because this is a really, really uh, scary, unrestful time, you know, and we don't know what's going to happen. And so... Just got to trust, got to stay in love, got to stay in the moment, got to stay present, got to do what we know to do. Yeah. You know, only, I can only control me. One of, <laughs> one, one friend posted, you know, a lot of friends posted things on Facebook and Instagram and stuff that I disagree with, but I didn't feel like I needed to comment on any of their disagreements. Yeah. Um, Except for one friend who has been my friend since I was um, probably 19 years old, which 
makes that <laughs> almost 40 years. <laughs> and um, this particular person is a uh, Christian leader. Um, he would be known by people in the in the certain in a certain facet of the Christian world. Okay. And he said, look at all the people marching in Washington. I wish I was there with them. You. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then as the, as the, you know, and, and, and he never, you know, he never condemned anything that was going on. He never, and there were a lot of people that said, me too, me too. I wish I was there too. Um, I, you know, I just, I, I'm so excited to see these people um, marching for our democracy and standing against the corruption. I mean, there was all these comments. And finally, I just said, I see that God is doing a new thing. And I want to be a part of the new thing. What do people say? <laughs> I haven't looked. <laughs> I haven't looked to see if I was chastised. I wouldn't want to look either. If I was, if I'd been unfriended. Uh, I, I mean, want... I haven't looked at any of that. But I thought, this is a person <laughs> who I have seen stand before large... Co- I'm talking about thousands of people. You'll have to tell me who it is after we're done. And talk about <laughs> Jesus. And and I, I I have I have watched him for all of these years. Mm-hmm. And I just thought if I can't say this to this person, then I can't say it to anybody. You know? Mm-hmm. But that's how I feel, Deb. I want to be a part of the new of thing. Of the new thing. I don't want to keep being a part of the old thing. Yeah, I don't either, Liz. I I feel you. And I just I just want to keep growing. Yeah. And learning. Me too. You know. And loving. And loving. Yeah, that's how I want to be. I I. Well, we might continue this talk next time because yeah. we'll let a week go by and see what happens. But there's still a lot to unravel here and. There's just a lot of emotions and and I just want to encourage people that we do have a website and. Um, if you happen to catch this podcast and want to connect with us, yeah. you can do that. Dancing with Del- uh, DancingWithSkeletons.net. You can actually go on there and tell us your story. Yeah. Tell us how you feel about um, you know some of the mistakes of your past or how, some of the um, growth that you've mm-hmm. made over the over yeah. your lifetime. Um, if you like or dislike this podcast, it really doesn't matter. Go on and rate us. Um, yeah, give we us, would love. Yeah. Give us five stars. We'd love five stars. We would we love, like stars. Well, we we really want. <laughs> we 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 are committed in in this new year to to um, grow with our podcast and grow our audience and see see what might might become of this because we feel really strongly that we were both led in this environment to do this together and that we both have a lot of life experience because we're both really old <laughs> and we have a lot of and we've seen way more yeah, than and, we, and we, we have we have some wisdom and some love that we can share and, and spread and change the world with so and you can you can put things on our website um, anonymously. You can mm-hmm. tell us your story. You can send us an email that yep. won't be shared. Yep. We won't do anything with your email address or share it at all. Mm-hmm. But we we would love to hear your stories. Mm-hmm. We would love to hear um, how you have um, danced with your skeletons. How you have learned yeah. from life's ups downs. 
and all around sideways challenges. Yeah. 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 So thanks for listening today and, and, um, we'll see you next time. Go in peace. Go in peace.